Turn my headphones up. Nothing gonna stop me now. Nothing, baby. I'm here now. We here. It's your world. Yeah. Yo, all I need is one mic. One mic. All I need is one mic, that's all I ever needed in this world, cash, all I need is one mic, cars, the jewelry, all I need is one mic, spread my voice to the whole world. Okay, one mic, episode number six, I think this episode number six, I'm not sure. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Episode number six, man, we moving right on down the road. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. One mic. And today we're going to talk about things that successful people do. And, you know, everything comes from my notes, man. I got notes from years back, 25 years, 30 years. I know you say, well, how old is this dude? Well, you know, I started at an early age in sales. So I think I was in sales at 20. And the things I learned in sales, you know, I still have in my notes from the Atlanta Journal, sold advertising, AT&T, sold the phone equipment. And there's a lot of other things that I sold, um, some more advertising um office equipment kind of you know in between because i always was a hustler always felt like i could get money i didn't really like having a salary so all these positions i could do it when i want to do it you know i could work when i wanted to work if i wanted to go out and sell something i could if i didn't i didn't so but that those years Man, I got notes and notes and notes of that stuff. And then, you know, once I started uh, with my home-based business, which was, I guess, 20-some years ago now, notes and notes and notes and notes and notes and notes and notes. So everything I talk about is my life experience. Everything I talk about is things that I've done um, or things that I've seen happen and I've taken information and used it, applied it. Um, so, you know, when I talk here and I talk in layman's terms, uh, I'm talking from my heart and I'm talking from years of what do you call uh, eating what you kill? Eating what you kill. So I didn't I didn't have these salaries. At AT&T, we had an option, and I think out of the group of eight, I was the only one that did the agent plan where it was a straight commission. Well, the first two or three months, I guess in training, I had a salary, and then I had an option. And what's amazing, or not amazing, but what was crazy about the option I chose, I made you know two times, three times more money than the people who didn't choose the agent program, they chose the salary program. Also, a year later, that whole department that stayed with their salary and commission 
got downsized. They, the minute, really, they shut down that whole department. And by that time, I mean, I was rolling as an agent. Certified AT&T agent. And everything out, every time I walked into an office, I had something with AT&T on it. And people just assumed that AT&T was the only thing out there. It's amazing how I could use that brand. And a lot of people didn't use the brand. But I used the brand as if I was the phone guy, as if it wasn't any other companies out here that was selling the same equipment I was selling. But people were so used to or so um, aware of that brand through advertising that that was 50 percent of the deal for me. I used to tell people all the time that, you know, some of the reps in the office, man, if you just get out and talk to people, that's 50 percent is already done. Just the brand of AT&T. But a lot of people would just sit in the office, learn the equipment and just keep learning the equipment, but wouldn't go out and sell. And I went out to sell. I didn't know the equipment, to be honest with you. I really didn't. I knew the technicians. I would buy the technicians breakfast. And every time they were out and about and they saw an old system, guess who they called? Because I used to get up early in the morning, go to the office when the technician was in there at six. I bring them breakfast, donuts, whole breakfast, everything. And some of the, the reps didn't even know it. So I leave at seven, they gone, and I come back over to the office about 9.30, but I'm getting phone calls all day long from some of the, the guys uh, installing the systems or repairing the systems and would say, hey, Tony, we got some over here, we got some over there. See, that's how I learned sales. That's how I learned how to deal with people, how to uh, reward people, how to build relationships with people, all of that. And then that helped me when I rolled right into having a home-based business. It was the same thing. The difference was that I was just building more character with people and building more team atmosphere. You know, with AT&T, I was, you know, I was my own person. So I was one of eight or nine reps in that office. I didn't have to worry about the team as much. But when I, when I, went into this home-based business, I had to learn how to not only build myself, but to build a team and build people who, who had just come in from other backgrounds, who had no idea about relationships, no idea about mindset, no idea about leadership, no ideas about none of that. They just wanted to make some money and somebody told them that they could and let's go. And that was pretty much it. But what a lot of people found out is that there's a process uh, that you have to go through to become that person that you want to be to succeed in any endeavor. But if you're doing something independent, doing something out of your home, you're doing something what we call outside of the box. And I always like to give that definition of outside of the box because you never know who's listening. I think that everybody who heard me for years know that my definition is you know, outside of the norm, outside of the status quo, outside of the go to school, get a good education, um, go get a good job, work hard for 40 years. If you want to make some more money, you go get a part time job at one of the big companies like FedEx, UPS, Delta. Got to be one of the big companies <laughs> or you go get a master's degree or a Ph.D. 
and make to make sure you attend the largest church in town and have your what your college tag on the front and your sorority or fraternity on the back <laughs> always add that in i just throw that in <laughs> but if you're doing something outside of that that's outside of the box if you're doing something like a home-based business or any other creative thing that's that the average person doesn't know about that doesn't vibrate or not vibrate but doesn't translate to them as something that you should be doing is outside the box so like if you say that i'm you know i'm doing i don't know i'm selling pillowcases to I don't know, to airplane pilots. <laughs> I don't know how to come with that. They don't need to be sleeping. But I'm selling pillowcases. Now, the average person would think, now, did I hear about pillowcases in school selling to, did I ever hear about that? You know, your brain is kind of <laughs> trying to track that. No, the brain only tracks what you heard so much about you know like repetition over and over and over which was go to school get a good education go get a good job work hard master's degree phd ups fedex or delta something like that that's what the brain has heard for years that's what the mind knows and so when you say something outside of that norm it doesn't equate you know it's like uh, something's, something's wrong with that so as soon as you say home-based business you know people start thinking all kind of crazy stuff so if that's the case and you outside of that box, you really need to get this what successful people do training like. You really need to get that because you got to understand that you got to deal with a lot of bullets shot at you, a lot of negative stuff being said, and that's just strictly because it's outside of the, the norm. It's outside of the status quo. So let's talk about that right quick. I'd have gone on 10 minutes just kind of rambling, but... Uh, Successful people, they develop leaders around them. And, you know, you try to focus on them having more success. Meaning that I don't care if it's a company that pays you a salary and you are a leader in that company, you're a manager, you're a supervisor. Even if that the employees are getting a salary and you're getting a salary, you still want to make these people better. You still want to help them compared to, you know, somebody who says, well, you need to really help these people. They're, um, you know, they're not getting a salary. They're not getting money. They're on commission. Well, as a leader, you should lead anyway. It doesn't matter what they're doing. You have a obligation. If you want to be successful. To help people that need help, especially if you know what you're doing and you have the experience, I think. One of the challenges I talked about is that in corporate America, a lot of the people who were leading didn't really know how to lead. They didn't have the experience to do that. They kind of just moved into different positions from tenure. But successful people concern themselves with the people around them and help them grow and help them develop. You know, you want to see them. You know, you hear, you hear if y'all you, if know who Dame Dash is, you know, he, he's a funny guy because you hear him talk about 
all the people that came around him that I guess that was a part of his network, a part that he look how look how well they're doing. You know, I create billionaires, he said, because, um, you know, allegedly he's created Jay-Z and Kanye. And he says that because he was their business manager or the CEO of the corporation. And so and he started naming other people like um, Kevin Hart. Because he gave Kevin Hart his first, or helped him get his first movie deal, I think. He named a number of people. And he said, these people came from around me, so I created them. And whether that's true or not, you know, I don't, I can't say if he did or didn't. Those people have skills and talent. But that's what you're supposed to do if you are a leader. And you you should be helping people grow. And even if they might not be doing better than you, they're doing better than when they came to the table. Then when they came around you, when they leave, they should be doing better. That's the whole point of uh, being successful. And, you know, there's an obligation that comes with it that you help other people become successful. Now, another thing that successful people do is they are, they develop uh, their own leadership ability. And that's what I've been doing for years. Books after books after books, new environments, talking to people, developing more and more of my leadership ability. And I can't go around saying I'm this super leader, I'm this super expert and all that. I don't, people have to say that, not me. I just keep working on myself. I don't think that you can ever stop working on yourself. I see people act like they, they don't need to read anymore. They don't need to do anything. And that's insane. You need to be growing until the casket drop. You need to be always trying to think of ways because I, I see myself now as I'm much better than where I was before, but it's a lot of other things I need to do. Like people say, well, you read all those books. You ought to be this. And you ought to be that. No, you got to think about all the years of programming that I had or think about when we talk about the theta phase, uh, a part of our life when, you know, from, from, the age zero, or if you're going to say the womb to age seven, that theta phase is where we got programmed the most. I'm going to keep saying this over and over and over, because if you read up on it, you'll find out that that was the time that we had a clean slate and everything that we heard, everything that we heard is still saved somewhere. It's saved somewhere. And so think about it. If you grew up in a poor impoverished neighborhood or even a middle class the things that were said there were poor and middle class language because if it wasn't then it wouldn't be a poor middle class neighborhood the poor and the middle class talked about only what they'd done they didn't go anywhere they didn't do anything a lot you know some people say well well we want we travel no 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 there's a difference in traveling and living a, a wealthy life you know, when I started reading books on wealthy people, I realized that. I mean, I started seeing stuff. Now, this was before YouTube and everything where you can just pull up stuff. This was before the Internet. And so these books would take me away. It would take me to these other this other world, man, of wealthy people and how they operated and how they thought. And it was totally opposite of what I heard growing up. Totally opposite. And I know some people listening now would say, well, Tony, I grew up in a poor neighborhood and I grew up, and I didn't, I heard some good. Look, 
I don't want to say you're lying. I don't want to say that your parents didn't say good things. I'm not going to say that. But I can say overall, overall, which means not just what your parents said, because the way we get programmed and create a paradigm is what everybody said in our environment. Everybody from the school, from the school teachers, from the students, from your neighborhood friends, from your pastor, from your church members, from your relatives, from everybody who you were around, it created your paradigm. It created your thoughts. It created the words that you would say. I got a friend of mine whose son, uh, she took, he was eight years old or something like that, I think. And she dropped him off with some relatives in another state. And, um, and they were kind of just good people, good family people, didn't have a lot of money. And he stayed with them. And after about a month or two, she picked him up and his whole verbiage was different. His whole language was different just in the two months. As soon as he got in the car, you know, man, I'm broke. You let me hold something. I'm broke. I got it. Kept saying that because he heard that in that environment. Just in a month or two, he had those thoughts. He was still young. He was still getting programmed. Those thoughts were just, they were there. Stuff that she had never heard before she dropped him off. And on the way back with him in the car, the stuff that he was saying, you're like, wow, that's your environment. That's what you heard. That's what you've been hanging around. And a lot of times we forget that. We think, we don't remember, but I tell you what, it's saved in us. It's buried deep down inside of us. It's there. Like I can picture, I can picture right now in the third grade, my school, my elementary school, me and some partners leaving the third, leaving the, the campus, going through a little hole in the fence. You know how you pull a hole in the fence like we used to, you could pull up the fence <laughs> and have a little dirt that you slide under. It was in the back of the school. We left and went down the street to the little store there. Didn't realize that the store owner was going to call the principal and tell on us because, you know, what are the little third graders walking in the store in the middle of the day? And so when we came back, they were waiting on us with the paddle. And some of y'all don't know about the paddle, but that's when <laughs> they carried the paddle and you you got a, a whooping. You got a, a, you had to bend over and they hit you with the paddle. But I could picture that. I could picture us coming back, going through the gate. I could see the principal. I could see the school teacher. I could see, I can visualize the classroom. I could see everything. I could see my partners when they, when he hit them with that, that first paddle and that way he jumped and I jumped too. Because <laughs> I felt, I felt for him, <laughs> even though I was in line, I felt for him, but I could see all that. Now, if, if that's saved in my mind, it's a lot of other stuff that's saved there that you don't know about. And you couldn't have heard nothing that would help you financially. Well, on a regular basis, you couldn't have heard anything because that if 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 people knew that and we all knew that and we all then we would have been doing better. But nobody that, that you know, you didn't know that. And it's hard for people to accept that and realize that. You know, that's why they say. You can test a fourth grader. And they know how many prisons to build because of the the things that were programmed in them at an early age. So these things that I'm talking about, like developing yourself as a leader, reading books and things, 
that's not talked about. You know, you might hear every and I and in the school system, but you don't, it's not, come on. No. So successful people do that. They start developing and working on themselves and the wealthy already telling their kids that wealthy is already telling their kids to go out and get rejected and go, you know, get a no and find out how that feels and keep getting it every day. And, you know, poor middle class is like, no, don't, don't try to, don't, don't, don't do that. Cause you don't want, you're a good person. You don't want to feel bad about yourself. All kind of stuff, all kind of stuff. And if you don't believe that, look at your situation now. Nobody has to know you. We're not going to think about what you're doing and where you are compared to I don't know, because some people just content with what they have and like, okay, I'm, I'm good with this. So let me move on because I don't. <laughs> All right. Successful people also develop their listening ability. And master that language of success, the right words to say. And I'm not talking about it has to be the king's English, which we should do our best to not split as many verbs as I do, <laughs> but we still, we should do our best to develop that. But we're talking about the language of success. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, you think about some of the words that we use uh, and the words that we're comfortable with, the words that we've been using for a while. Uh, I'm trying to, as I talk, I'm trying to look for one of my favorite books on my bookshelf as I speak. Usually it's on my desk, but right now, since I need it. Now, see, I was just about to say the wrong language. I was just about to say the wrong language and I stopped. Because right now, since I need it, it will appear. It will show up before this podcast is over. And boom, there it is. It showed up. See, I was about to say the wrong thing. So the language of success. Believe in yourself. Take responsibility for yourself. Create your own future. Focus on what you want. Attract what you desire. Be creative. Think big. Think positive. See, these are some words that you, when you're, when you're thinking about your life and you're thinking about maybe the challenges you're having, you know, say those words. Say those phrases. Say those things that will help you grow instead of, what we've been saying for years, things that uh, I can't even remember names. Uh, it's, it's just no use. Uh, I just know it won't work. Nothing ever goes right for me. That's just my luck. I'm so clumsy. I don't have the talent. I'm just not creative. Everything I eat goes right to my waist. I can't seem to get organized. Today just isn't my day. I can never afford the things I want. I always know I won't like it. No matter what I do, I can't seem to lose weight. See, these words that we say are not success words. Those are not success phrases. 
and we say them and we have our friends and co-workers and everybody agree with us girl you right man you right dude and so and we don't know we don't think about that that language directs our path if you want to be at a certain place five years from now you got to start talking that language now speaking that as if you're there you got to start seeing it because your subconscious mind will take it in and direct you there just like the language that we speak now when people say i don't do affirmations and what people are visualizing with that is somebody with a sheet of paper saying i'm the greatest success is in my life people love me and that's what you picture as affirmations which they are but those are called positive affirmations we do affirmations and most people do negative affirmations which is this i never know what to say i'm too shy i'm just no good i get sick just thinking about it see these are the words anytime you open your mouth is affirmation we've been speaking affirmations since the day we were born since we learned to say dad dad or mama and everything after that everything that we heard in our neighborhoods and our friends and our relatives everything we heard our school teachers were affirmations because they said it someone always beats me to it nobody likes me i never get a break it seems like i'm always broke everything i touch turns to whatever nobody wants to pay me what i'm worth so think about this over the years five years 10 years 20 years you saying it your neighbor's saying it your friends are saying it the thoughts that run through your head i think it's some crazy number every day of thoughts that run through our head and 75 percent of them are negative so what i'm saying is our environment the zip code we grew up in the things that we heard programmed us so we have to start using things that successful people do to deprogram and reprogram i'm gonna be saying this the whole time through this one mic if i look at all the books on my shelf that's what there's that's what the books are saying it's just saying them in different words different ways that they say it different terms people use but it's still saying the same thing in order to change your life and get what you want in life, you have to focus on what you watch, what you hear, what you say, the environment that you're in, and do that repetitively over and over. See, we did it at a young age, and we did it so well that we didn't even know we were doing it. Just, we were just speaking. We were just talking. We were just saying stuff. And we were, we were directing our path in life by our mouth and the things we heard and the things we saw in the environment that we were in. Man, well, I've gone to <laughs> 27 minutes. That's how I was going to stay around 18, 19 minutes. Let me stop. And I'm just, I'm just on three points of how successful people some of the things that successful people do start checking out whether you're listening or not to people develop that listening ability and master the language of success i didn't say the king's language english but we should but the language of success 
is the opposite of everything I touch ain't nothing happens. Nobody wants to pay me. Sometimes I wish I'd never been born. You got to do the opposite of that is the language of success. That's the language of failure. And we've been talking that, saying that, hearing that for years. Now, you're going to have to first agree with that, like a like a 12-step program, until you understand that, that that's a part of you that's buried deep inside. Because every time you attempt to do something, a lot of times, especially when it's outside of the box, when it's when it's outside the status quo, and you get negative, and you get afraid, and you don't do it, and you start... That was programmed in you. It was. And we have to deprogram and reprogram. I'm going to have to stop because we're going on 30 minutes now. So, <laughs> Episode number six, one mic. Man, I'm loving this. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>